What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Muck Podcast, the podcast where we dissect broad statements made by entrepreneurs as well as gives our own insight into business. I'm your host, Dwight, and today we're going to talk about luck since everyone's calling each other lucky, um, especially in the world of entrepreneurship where you may look up to an entrepreneur or other entrepreneurs look up to bigger entrepreneurs and call them lucky. But um, today I have a pretty cool story. So I was, I was with one of my mentors and he's a Princeton graduate. So you he said to me, you know, the only luck he's ever had in his life was getting accepted into Princeton. And he's genuinely a person who does not believe in any sort of luck, right? So I asked him, you know, what do you mean by that? He said, well, if you think about it, there's other kids who applied to the school who are near a 5.0 GPA, which I think is ridiculous. They do a whole ton of clubs. They come from private schools, prestigious private schools. Um, You know, their parents have money, all the stuff that you need to get accepted into like the Harvards and so on and so forth. And he said to me, the only reason why you count that as lucky is because at, at that point, since every student who basically applied to the school is who meets and most likely exceeds every other criteria, at the end of the day, they end up pulling the name out of a hat. You know, that's that's really what it comes down to, because you've got multiple students who's exceeded the basically the basic necessities to get into the school. Um, but he said other than that, he doesn't deem anything to be lucky in his life. Everything is based off the decisions he's made. Um, over time and I think that's the best way to sum it up it's it's not really luck is it's whether you're ready for the moment that's or opportunity I should say that's ready to happen so to summarize that I read this quote I can't remember where but it basically says that luck is when opportunity meets preparation and I thought that was powerful because um I basically created this analogy right you've got two versions of yourself you've got the one version of yourself he has or she has an idea for an app or a business or some form of a product or software or software as a service or Internet of Things or biology or biotech, I meant to say. And you have this crazy idea. You think it's an idea that's totally going to revolutionize an industry or help people or make you money, whatever floats your boat. Um, and you've got two versions of yourself, one with the idea and one who's implementing. Now, this is by chance, which I guess where you could say luck comes in. Um, you happen to be on a bus in New York and you're sitting next to an investor who happens to pick up or you happen to pick up a conversation with. Now, here's the two versions of you. There's a version of you who's dwelled on this idea for years and not even attempted to even start it or build a team out of fear of people, quote unquote, stealing your ideas, which doesn't really happen much. Before I actually move on, the whole stealing idea thing makes no sense because do you really think someone's going to stop what they're doing? completely shut off their life, steal your idea, and run with it. Because at the end of the day, it's about execution. I mean, look at Tesla. Other patents are open to anyone. Anyone can use Tesla's patents to build a car. I could literally gather all Tesla's patents, start manufacturing the parts, and build another Tesla, and they can't sue me for it because their patents are open uh, for everyone to use. I mean, stealing idea is something that happens very, very rarely. Unless you see someone who happens to be looking for something, which is, again, very rare, the likelihood of that happening is very low. But anyways, moving on. So you have this version of yourself that's been dwelling on your idea for years. And you finally meet an investor and you're talking to him. And you're talking about your idea. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And then he gives you his card or whatever. And, you know, you go on from there. And maybe you start it, maybe you don't. We'll see. Now, here's the other version of yourself. You've got the one who had this idea and has at least gotten it to a certain point at least created a minimum viable product, meaning a product with the most basic features of what you want to do, whether that mean 
you know, starting a software company, you don't have to start a whole software company. If you want to build a piece of software that does one thing, build that in the most plain design possible, as simple as possible. You know, you could get a friend who's a programmer or learn programming online. It's really difficult, but you know, you can, if you really want to make your dreams a reality, you have to put in the work. You can learn for free on Treehouse or Code Academy. And let's say you put in two years of work and you've gotten your idea into at least physical form. It's gone from imagination to something you can physically hold or touch or interact with. Now, let's say you're faced with that same opportunity of being on the bus on your way or in New York and you sit next to that investor. That's a totally different conversation. At this point, you've already built a product. And not only could he possibly invest himself, but he definitely has a huge network of maybe startups you could work with. Maybe startups you could work for, you know, because or maybe the startups that could buy you out either because you've built something, right? You've gotten this far. Um, and that's usually enough for most people to figure out, hey, you're at least you're trying to do something because you had this idea in your head and literally from nothing, you made something work, right? Like you just created something out of thin air. That's really what it is because it's, it's your imagination. Every time I, I drive around somewhere um, down the street from me, Wayfair built like two giant warehouses. And every time I pass by, I look at it and I'm like, this was once someone's imagination. This was once something that was in someone's head, someone's vision, and they brought it to life. So the whole luck thing, I don't, I think, I don't think there's luck. I think there's opportunities. And if you're not prepared for it, then I guess you can call yourself unlucky. And if you're prepared for it, I guess you can call yourself lucky. I don't think luck is subjective. I think that's the wrong word or objective. I don't even know. But I don't think luck can have your own definition because at the end of the day, it, it's totally when opportunity meets preparation. Because if you have an opportunity to do something and you're not prepared for it, it's not the fact that you're unlucky. It's either one, it's not really an opportunity. It wasn't really meant for you. Uh, because there is this un- there's another quote, which I can't remember who said this. But basically, it says that there's a lot of opportunities. It's not about missing opportunities, right? It's about getting the right opportunity. Because there's opportunities for me to start other businesses too, to make money. And it's just like, yeah, that's great. That's not the right one for me, right? There's multiple doors that you can go through. And it's up to you to choose based on your decision. Well, you know, that could determine whether you're quote unquote unlucky or lucky. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to your decisions. It comes down to whether you're prepared for the opportunity that you want. Working hard enough that that never stops. And there's this whole argument, working hard, working smart. If you're arguing about that, you're an idiot. Like, seriously, you got to do both. Who works hard or smart? That's not a thing. Like when you tell people, oh, you got to work hard, like, yeah, I got to work smart too. No, no, just work hard, right? I think I gave the analogy a few podcasts ago. Of, actually, no, I didn't give it on a podcast. Actually, let me do it now. Basically, this all ties into a luck thing because if you don't work hard enough to at least get your product from idea to minimal viable product, no one's going to invest in you or help you in any way. Um, or if you can't share a vision, then no one's going to join your team. Uh, I'm thankful to have a team of around 10 team members of this company, Beagle Drones, that I am like, I'm just so grateful for. But anyways, I love all you guys, by the way. Moving on. So this whole working hard, working smart thing, I'm definitely, that's probably my, I think that'll be the next podcast. I think that'll definitely be the the next podcast, working hard versus working smart. Because the other day I tweeted, actually not the other day, this is like three weeks ago. I tweeted that uh, there's three people. There's a guy who has, okay, there's three people and their job is to hammer nails in eight hours, right? There's the guy who works hard. He's using his fist. He's hammering a nail. He gets about one nail done in eight hours. By just using his fist, he's bloody, he's sweaty, he's working hard, right? 
There's the guy who's just worked smart, right? He gets a hammer, which is working smart. You get the proper tools to help you do what you have to do. And he's hammering in nails. He hammers one nail a minute and he only works for an hour. He gets 60 nails, right? And everyone's like, yeah, that's why you work smart over working hard. Now, here's the next guy. He works hard and smart. He hammers a nail a minute, 60 minutes. He works for 10 hours instead of eight hours because he works hard. He goes above and beyond, right? He gets 600 nails done. Now, who would you rather be? The guy who works smart? the guy who works hard, or the guy who does both. At the end of the day, you have to do both. There's no one or the other. Like, I'm getting tired of this argument. Like, people DM me and they're like, dude, you should be working smart, not hard. Let your money work for you. First of all, I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. If you're just working hard, you're going to fail because someone out there is working harder and smarter than you. You're in a planet of 7 billion people and counting. There's at least a couple hundred people doing a similar idea, doing a similar thing that's out to get your neck. And if you think you're just going to spend some money to quote-unquote make it work for you and just lay in bed all night, lay in bed all day and work for only one or two hours, you're going to fail at life, period. The only way you could possibly do that and not fail is if you've built companies in the past and grow them to where they're not running themselves. You can hire a CEO, just be chairman of the board and just check in every once in a while like Bill Gates does. Then you could do the whole passive income thing and, you know, invest your money in other places and go to sleep. The richest man in America who ever lived that no one really talks about is Andrew Carnegie. And one of his greatest quotes was, put all your eggs in one basket and watch the basket. Then when your things grow, you can then expand and invest in real estate, invest in the stock market if you know how that works, invest in other things, start the businesses. Like no one goes around, like people try to compare to like, oh, Elon Musk has like five companies. Yeah, he started with one, sold one, started another one, which then combined with another company and created PayPal, which is still one company, and then he sold that. And then he went on to Tesla and then SpaceX, and now he runs multiple companies. And people talk about, oh, look, Mark Cuban has this and that. Mark Cuban started with one company, Micro Solutions, boom, started another company. I forgot, I think it was like an online, um, it was like an online live streaming for sports, sold that, and then he's now moving on to other things. This is totally off track. I'm going to turn this into another podcast. But yeah, just stop DMing me about the whole work hard versus work smart thing. You've got to do both. One, It's not one or the other. Don't be an idiot. But moving on, uh, this podcast aims to make things easier for people to understand, get things broken down, decipher broad statements. Like this podcast, share with a friend. If you enjoy it, let everyone know. The main goal of this podcast is to break down broad statements by entrepreneurs, Gary Vee, the big names, right? The people will give you all the advice. The only problem I see is that they're way past the beginner stage, right? They're making millions, some cases near billions uh, in assets, right? And, and company growth. And they're giving you so much advice, but then it's like they're already up there. And I'd say their advice is wrong or bad, but 90% of it, actually, that's a, that's a, that's actually a pretty, that's a pretty bold statement, but I'll say about half of it. It's very, very broad. And you need to sit there and like, try and figure out the things they say, like, you know, self-awareness, so on and so forth. You know, no one really knows what these things mean. Um, and there's also not really a, a huge point of view on how startups are run or how someone can take something from an idea they had in their head to a year later making a product with a team uh, and, and sharing and casting a vision among people to follow them uh, along the mission and help them along the way. We're also going to work on getting guests on the show. So we're going to get try and get guests on the show. Again, these guests are going to be people who are in the early startup stage. And I mean early, I don't mean like, oh, they finished their seed round or they're in their series A and they already have like employees. I mean early, like they're just getting this from an idea to like team members because that is the raw, rawest you can possibly get when it comes to starting a company is is interviewing people who have 
who are literally in the stage of taking their imagination and making it out of thin air into reality. And I don't think there's enough of that. And, you know, there's other people who are out there giving advice and whatnot. Half of them are literally just like, there's so many entrepreneurs I see. It's like, what do you do for a living, dude? Like, I have no respect for you if you can't happily say like people are like, oh, I own, you know, Step Up LLC. What does that even mean? Is it just a random? Like, what does that mean, dude? <laughs> like, what what product do you sell? What problem do you solve? That's viable. Like, that's what I don't get. I have no respect for anyone who cannot happily say, you know, whether it be they run a Shopify store with a clothing line or they just run Shopify stores with products. That's great. You know, kudos to you for doing your thing. Mazel tov, whatever. Uh, but at, at least say what you do for a living. If you can't happily say what you do for a living, I don't care how rich you are. I have no respect for you. It's pretty plain and simple. But anyways, if like I said, anything, just DM me, Dwight Neptune on all the social medias. And uh, thank you guys for listening.